The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to First Bite, our Detroit Lions preview podcast. It is now week 15. We are getting towards the end of it. End of the regular season, that is. We might have, not for the first time in for me, it might be the first time in First Bite history. A playoff edition, but let's not get ahead of ourselves here. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the producer over at Pride of Detroit. You can find me at Detroit Online. With me, as always, co-hosting this wonderful, wonderful podcast is the senior editor of Pride of Detroit, is Ryan underscore P-O-D. Ryan Matthews is here. Ryan, how are we doing, buddy? We're doing well. The ship is afloat. Uh, for, right. any of, for any of you worrying or wondering, don't <laughs> worry. The ship is afloat. Um, little choppy waters over the past few weeks, Jeremy. A little bit. But- We'll, 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 we'll cut through it. We'll that's calm a, that's the sailor seas. talk. Yeah. Let's, we're going to, we'll swap the poop deck and calm the seas. Uh, <laughs> if this is your first time listening to our first bite preview podcast, first of all, sorry for that intro. Second of all, uh, this is our preview podcast where we bring in a guest from the other side to help us get some insight into lines upcoming opponent this week, Denver Broncos week, plenty of Sean Payton, Dan Campbell storylines to, to fill up the entire broadcast, so get ready for that. Uh, but but over uh, to help us talk about uh, some Broncos football, uh, and I want to make sure people understand that I'm not yada yadaing the name of your podcast. It is literally called the Something Something Broncos podcast. He is the co-host of it. It's Mike DeSico. Mike, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I uh, appreciate you making some time. Always. Uh, this Saturday night special. Um but yeah, let's let's jump into it. And and as always, we kind of like to start with the opponent's offense first, because that is sure. often the, the biggest concern for uh, the Detroit Lions. And it starts this week with Russell Wilson, uh, a guy who was uh, apparently just his career was over last year. And now all of a sudden he is resuscitated and, and more like his old self. Uh, I'm just kind of curious, first of all, like how much of old Russell Wilson are we? What percentage of like Pro Bowl, all pro Russell Wilson. Do we have in 2023 today? 60, 60%. Okay. So still not quite to where he used to be, but what last year was what 10%. Yeah. Last year was 10%. And there's two, <laughs> two, two words that'll explain why hmm. Nathaniel Hackett, <laughs> yeah. maybe the worst coach. And look what he's doing at the jets. Just Sean Payne <laughs> came out. I uh, remember before the year started, he said one of the worst coaching jobs ever facts. Yeah, it was terrible. And the fact that he's got a capable coach 
is why Russell Wilson is playing better. He's got a game plan that suits him, but also Sean Payton is treating Russ almost like a rookie. Hmm. It's a limited game plan. He's not letting him do everything. And Russ has bought in. He's running the plan. He's staying in the pocket. He's not trying to do hero ball like he tried to do last year. He's playing really smart right now. So, and it's Sean Payton. Sean Payton has been, you want to start those storylines? All my notes, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton. <laughs> the guy's been worth every penny. We essentially traded, we traded a first round draft pick for him. Right. The first rounder was Bradley Chubb. We traded him to the Dolphins for, for our first rounder, swapped it for Sean Payton. Steal. It's been a steal. Well, you know, I, I think early on in the season, Mike, you know, yeah. I, I think there were some rumblings in terms of like, oh, you know, all the offseason beef with with Sean Payton and the stuff he said and that they yeah. hack it and you know, a one in five start wasn't exactly a glowing mark on, on Sean Payton's resume no, in the Denver Broncos. So like in terms of the offense though, like, you know, what, what has been kind of the turnaround from, from that slow start where, yeah, I mean, the Broncos put up some points, but they put up points against teams like the commanders and the bears early in the season. And, and a lot of, you know, teams were putting up points on those teams, but like, uh-huh. Now it seems like they're a little bit more of a steadier presence on offense. What what's kind of been the turnaround from that one and five start to where they are now? You want to guess? Sean Payton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sean Payton he's, was there the first six weeks. So he, he was, but he's got the the this is it takes a while for like, you know, the head coach and the uh quarterback. We have a our quarterback coach is uh, Davis Webb, the former quarterback for the Giants. He's 26 years old. It's taken a while for it to gel and for it all to be figured out. And they have figured it out. We've uh, been playing really mistake-free football. You can tell that Russ, he just, he's more in command. He understands what's supposed to happen now. And I think Sean knows what plays to call that makes Russ comfortable, that Russ can succeed at. And they've just, it took him a while to figure it out. Took him six games to figure it out. Yeah. But they figured it out and they're not blowing people away, but they're being really smart and methodical. And they're there. Even the game they lost, we had a chance to win on the very last play of the game. We're, we're just always there. We don't go away. Well, I, I want to go back to the thing you said about Russ, which is, you know, they're they're, they're limiting the, the playbook form. They're, they're making it a simpler game plan. So what yeah. what does that look like? What what are they doing? really well what are the things that they they've kind of taken out of the playbook to to manage his skill set at, at, at his age well you know sean payton he loves to throw to running backs mm-hmm. and uh, i think we he by far leads the league in most completions to running backs so he loves uh p ryan out of the backfield javante williams is i think our fifth leading receiver p ryan is our third leading receiver so they do check downs they take what's available he's not they're not standing there and trying to be the greatest show on turf. That said, the two longest completions by air yards this season have both been Russell Wilson, including one last week yeah. to Cortland Sutton. So they're like taking the shots. They're being methodical. And when the big plays there, Russ isn't afraid to go for it. So it's, it's a lot of checkdowns. We had hopes for our tight end to be heavily involved, but he got hurt. Greg yeah. Dulcich, yeah. he's designated to come back this week. Payton says, we'll see if he's there or not. But if he comes back, he's our top receiving threat as a tight end. And that will open up those short intermediate routes that that's what Sean and Russ have been making their money on. 
as far as like downfield threats though mike like i, I look at you know um and maybe it's, it's a little bit fantasy football brain but you got two big name big receivers in, in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And I, I mean, getting, getting their fair share of targets. Right. But I uh -huh. mean, you know, 699 yards for, for Sutton, 507 yards for Jerry Judy. Like <clears throat> this seems like an offense that just ultimately really likes to spread the football around. W what does that kind of look like on any given week? Is it, is it they're riding the hot hand? Cause I mean, it, yeah, Cortland Sutton, 699 yards, but 10 freaking touchdowns. Yeah. So like, is that what it is? It's like ride the hot hand one week and, and then we'll go to the next guy. You know, the there's been a couple of memes that have been going through uh, Broncos Twitter. One of them is Russ. Screw it. Cortland is down there somewhere. I'll just chuck it. Because have you seen the plays Cortland has made one handed grabs in between two people? He's made so many highlight reel plays. I think he and Russ have just gelled. And that's that's our receiving threat. Jerry Judy may be the most unpopular person in Bronco country right now. Just he dropped three deep passes, including one for a touchdown. Well, he didn't get his foot down in the touchdown. Didn't look like he tried. I'm not sure there's a player that Bronco fans are more frustrated with right now than Jerry Judy. He leaves a lot of plays on the field. He's always had a problem with drops. And he just leaves you wanting more. He's very disappointing. And so it's to the point now, if we get anything out of Judy, cool. But I don't think anybody expects anything there. And I'm not sure that Russ and Sean Payton trust him. Uh, Marvin Mims, our return man, who has been a stellar rookie, has been getting more touches in the offense. And like you say, we like to throw the running backs. So Judy's option two, but way down from Cortland. Cortland is the money. Cortland's where the money is. Uh, well, one thing that hasn't changed about Russell Wilson is the sack numbers um, that, nope. that has followed him <laughs> forever. He's gone. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask this question, and I think I already know the answer. But is it just a matter of 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 him being him holding on the ball too long, or are there concerns along the offensive line? Both. Uh, okay. He, especially earlier in the year, and I noticed this last week too. He takes off and gets happy feet a little bit too early. Mm -hmm. That said, our big money offensive line purchase was Mike McGlinchey, uh, right tackle from the Niners. He has not been good. Mm -hmm. And so he's under pressure pretty quickly and pretty consistently. Uh, they schemed a lot last week to help McGlinchey against uh, uh, Mac from right. San Diego. Like one time we blocked Mac with a tight end and a wide receiver. Cortland Sutton blocked him on the way out to his route. So our offensive line hasn't been great. They've been improving, but I think Russ needs to do a better job of standing firm, trusting his pocket, just taking a step up. He's too quick to bail, but when he takes off now, he's more looking to make a play with his arm than his feet. Yeah. He, keeps his, he keeps his head up. Right. That's, I feel like that's, that's been the book on him for a while. Like it, a lot of mm -hmm. people view him as a mobile quarterback, but that's more managing the pocket than it is scrambling yeah. for 80 yards a game or anything like that. Yeah, You know, the last uh, weeks, what, 12 and 13 Houston and Cleveland, he rushed for 22, he rushed 22 times, wow. which is about one third of a season total. <laughs> so they have had some designed runs for him. Okay. Um, but when he takes off, you know, he's, he's been smart about it. He usually gets the first down. I don't know his percentage off the top of my head, but it's been pretty solid. Yeah. Well, Ryan, Mike McGlinchey, right tackle, getting some extra 
help at right tackle. That's that's our weak spot. Pressure Where, comes from the right side. And what, what what immediately comes to mind, Ryan? Uh, somebody who's quote unquote hell bent on getting this defense turned around. That's right. Aiden Hutchinson, a guy who mostly comes off that side, but also has to deal with just extra chip after extra chip after extra chip. So I, I'm assuming you expect the them same. to do more of that. Yeah, they did. That's what they did against Mac. Yeah. Um, you know, when we uh, we played uh, the Browns, you know, a top defense in the league and Miles Garrett, everybody's saying defensive player of the year. We held him without a sack with one tackle because the offensive line and Sean Payton and they've done the coaches. They've done a much better job scheming to help protect the offensive line. I think, like I say, they figured out what works, what doesn't. And so they're really. They're not taking many chances. Yeah, they're not putting him back there with five wide no protection there you know they run two tight ends a lot they um keep a running back back there samuel p ryan is our best blocking back that's my boy cody <laughs> and uh so they they they're trying to cover up some weaknesses on the offensive line so it, weaknesses on the offensive line in the passing game aside because it looks like the broncos running game is actually not that bad when it comes to DVA, DVOA numbers. They're, they're mm -hmm. 10th in, in rush rank. Um, they pretty good in adjusted line yards uh, from DVOA. They're 12th in that. They're fifth in power success, which is a little we bit have power concerning. Backs, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, you, you look at what the, you know, the, the running backs for the Broncos have really been able to churn out. And it's Javante Williams, who's their leading rusher with only 3.8 yards per carry. Yeah. So it, does it kind of seem, Mike, like the running game is more so a function of, uh, you know, them needing a few yards here and there. And that's why the yards per carry is a little bit low or are the running backs really not, you know, you know, getting all the meat off the bone when it comes to, to good blocking up front from the Broncos line. What's going on there with the, with the running game? I think they dodge a lot of defenders in the backfield. Mm -hmm. um, even Javante's best run last week, uh, Cushionberry, our center, who's actually had a pretty good year, was just beat immediately and he had to make a move in the backfield and then he got through to the second level and that was his best run but you know Javante he tore two ligaments in his knee last year and they say you know you're you're back but it takes you a year to get normal and so you can tell his strength his powers confidence has been building as the year has gone on but they're they are stubborn about the run is how I would say they're not going to give up on it they're going to stick with it um Samuel P Ryan is a fantastic you know he's in there to pick up the blitz catch the ball but he's had some good runs we have a rookie Jaleel McLaughlin who I think people expected more from but he's a good change of pace back and then Javante three yards in a cloud of dust you know he's yeah. he's not going to bust off an 80 yard run but he's going to hit he's going to go find everybody on the field to hit on his way to four yards so he's a he's a tough guy to bring down and they've been persistent with it because again, they're not looking to gain 40 yards per play. We're not the greatest show on turf. Right. We are. We will grind it out. And the run game, they stick to it. They don't abandon it. Russ does not throw the ball 40 times a game. So it's, be ready to hit. Right. I mean, it's it's like looking into a mirror, right, Ryan? I don't know All if right. that's what you're thinking, but like David Montgomery, right, is is, is their guy. Um, and is, is there Javante Williams? And then Jaleel McLaughlin is essentially J Jameer Gibbs, right? Like, mm-hmm. They're the just... apple doesn't fall too far from the Sean Payton tree. Right. Jeremy. That's right. Yeah. And and plus our passing game isn't it's it's Cortland Sutton and some checkdowns. Right. So teams can afford to keep more people in the box. 
So, you know, we're not spreading out five wide or four wide and then running against the light front. There's usually seven, eight people near the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So it's, and that's, we are who we are and we're not, right. you know. It's interesting too, because now, now I'm thinking about how the Lions respond to that, Ryan, and I'm thinking, well, they just told us that Brian Branch is basically only a nickel. I don't know how often they're going to have to be a nickel against a Broncos team that's going to want to line them up and, and kind of pound the rock. You're going to have to find a way to have Brian Branch on that football field, though, right? Like, I hope so. Yeah. I, you know, maybe maybe it's a shift early on downs, Jeremy, like early yeah. down personnel, first, second down might be running the football. That's where you're going to see Brian Branch in there in some way, shape or form. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Before we go to our first break, uh, Mike, I, I, I want to have you put your offensive coordinator hat on. You're looking at this Lions team. What is the thing you're majorly concerned about? Or or maybe there isn't anything considering Lions defense has struggled. You you it's, are Joe Lombardi, Mike. It's uh, I'm Sean Payton if I'm the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's it's Fair. always the pass rush. Yeah. Um because our offensive line has let too many people through. Uh Russ is constantly kind of running. And so Cortland and Judy can get open, but we have to give him time to get open. So it's always the pass rush and how we're going to slow it down and not just not make mistakes. We're not a team that can afford to give away possessions. So we can't afford turnovers. Can't wait to afford to make a lot of three and outs. And and listen, I think the Lions pass rush is, is getting a little bit better. I know, I know Ryan, again, same, right? It's the same season. Um, yeah. But I think the Lions pass rush is, is starting to get better. That It hasn't translated into sacks, but I feel like Russell Wilson is maybe a quarterback where some of those pressures can turn into sacks with the way he holds onto the ball. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe you get Bruce Irvin back this week and he provides a little bit extra extra juice on third downs. How's that sound? Uh, <laughs> okay. It feels like we're a little down bad, but I, I, I totally get what you're laying down. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the thing is with Russ, he has been holding the ball but he hasn't been making those stupid interceptions like last year. Mm. So I'll take I, it. I wasn't picking and lines getting any interceptions this week. If I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> lines secondary has had some struggles, which I think is part of the reason why the pressures aren't turning into sacks. But anyways, yeah. let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to flip the script. We're going to talk about the Lions offense against this fascinating, literally fascinating Broncos literally. defense that we're going to get into in a minute here. When we come back here on First Bite with Mike DeSico. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And we are back here on First Bite. Lions-Broncos preview here with Mike DeSico from the Something Something Broncos podcast. Uh, I teased it at the end of the first segment. We got to get into this Broncos defense. Uh, Fascinating to me because through the first five weeks of the season, quite literally the worst defense in history in NFL history. And since then, arguably a top five unit. So I don't even know where to start here, Mike. What, I mean, I guess I, is the answer just going to be Sean Payton here? Or like, how did, how did this happen? Vance Joseph was the Broncos head coach. Mm-hmm. If not for Nathaniel Hackett, he might be one of the worst head coaches we've ever had. <laughs> then he went to Arizona. He did poorly. And for whatever reason, we brought him back and Broncos country was just ready to revolt. He got off to that start. Right. I would, if I was him, I would have been afraid to go outside in public. It was that bad. And now, like on our podcast, we have a weekly segment where we apologize to Vance Joseph. <laughs> it's been, I, I, if I could explain it, I'd be a rich man. Yeah. But we've uh, found a couple of players who've stepped up. Vance Joseph, he's figured it out. We've been getting so many turnovers. This team gets the ball and he's calling pressure and blitzes from defensive backs, from safeties, from all over, and it works. And so whatever they learn from having 70 points dropped on them by the Dolphins, they have learned that lesson. And I, 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 I wish I had more words or better words to explain it because (laughs) He, people want his head on a platter. Right. And now they're like, like we, we all apologize to him because he's figured it out. It's been stunning. Yeah. And and one of the things he's really figured out, Mike and uh, Jeremy passed the quote along to me yesterday from Ben Johnson. He was talking about, man, like this Broncos defense, since they got their stuff together, uh, I think weeks through weeks, seven through 14, they're the number two defense in the NFL on third down. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like what's been the secret sauce to the Broncos being a better third down defense. Ironically, it's because I think we were the top blitzing team on first and second down. Mm. And then I think we were were like one of the top two or three. And then I think we're 32nd in blitzing on third down. So I, yeah. So I think we've been uh, getting ourselves into a lot of third and longs which has been very helpful. And then it's the turnovers. Um, the Broncos have fumbled 14 times. We forced 28. We're punching the ball out. We're uh, getting interceptions, getting, like, it's not just sacks, but they're like really timely. Mm-hmm. Like he's calling, when he calls the pressure, it's, they're being game changing. And so it's not just been, like suffocating it's been that big plays on defense the turnovers the uh sacks all of that and we found a couple of new players who stepped up you know when kareem jackson got suspended again pj Locke has stepped up he's a better faster younger safety uh jaquan mcmillan turned into i think a pro bowl cornerback and he didn't start until like week six He's got uh, two sacks. That's because they like to blitz their cornerbacks. He's got two sacks. Um, he's got like seven tackles for a loss. Hmm. He's, he's being a, really he's aggressive, nickel, right? Yeah, you know, he's a yeah our slot. Okay, yeah. And uh, you know when you got uh, Patrick Sertan on the other side, they're going to look for you, right? And 
he has more than held his own. He's been astounding. I want to I want to dig into the turnover thing a little bit, because I think there's this general, I don't know, like analytical opinion of turnovers that it's randomish. Like it'll mm-hmm, just, you mm-hmm. know, that at least year to year, it, it's going to vary kind of wildly. Yeah. And so I guess I guess my my basic question is. How sustainable is the Broncos' current turnover forcing rate? Is it is it something that you think is is baked into their aggressive style? Is it only a matter of time before people learn, like, hold on to the ball when the Broncos player is about to tackle you? I mean, yeah, it, to me, it's, it just it seems like such a fascinating and I don't want to say it's it's the only reason they've been turning around on defense. It's because a I big, think, big I, reason. But it, yeah, it is a big reason. So is there is, at some point, does that level off? Yeah, it's something we talked about on uh, our podcast, something something Broncos is you can't sustain that. And so when you don't get the turnovers, how good are they going to be? And we didn't get the turnovers against Houston, mm-hmm. which is the game we lost. But our defense played really, really good in that game against CJ Stroud. Um, they played well enough to win. So I'm one of those people who thinks, yeah, it's got to stop. You can't keep going on forever. But then we came back last week with three more turnovers. <laughs> right. So you enjoyed why it lasts, but it hasn't been like the, uh, you know, Ben, 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 then you get a lucky turnover. They've been aggressive. They've been stopping people without the turnovers. So I think the turnovers are a result of the aggressive play and the players they have. For whatever reason, Justin Simmons, I think since he's been in the league, leads the league at forced fumbles. They create turnovers. And I think it's aggressiveness. I think it's the players they have. Recovering them is kind of luck, though. And they've been lucky to have a lot of fumbles. They they fall on them, you know, they've bounced their way. So this week, too, though, Mike, like I, I want to go back to you talking about the the timely sacks and, and mm-hmm. the sack numbers. Um, you know, the Broncos spend some money. They bring in a guy like Zach Allen. I know he primarily was like a edge defender. Um mm-hmm you know, over in Arizona, they, they moved him inside. And I think that that's where that guy wanted to be eaten as more of like a three tech, more of like a four eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe talk a little bit about Zach Allen and talk about how big of a lawsuit it'll, it's going to be to not have Nick Benito on the, on the field, um, you know, leading sack getter for, for the Broncos. He won't be on the field on Saturday. Yeah. Nick, he started out really strong. I think he had like two or three sacks in our, uh, against the jets or early on kind of really boosted his numbers. Then he leveled off and then he's kind of come back up. And so he'll be a loss, but we got, uh, Browning back and, uh, Jonathan Cooper back who've really young athletic, uh, linebackers. But like I say, Vance Joseph, he's, we don't get pressure by rushing four. So we've been bringing people from all sides. So whether Benito is there or not, that cornerback is coming. That safety is coming. So it it's a loss. You can't say it's not. But the way they scheme, it's not like they just say, Benito, put your hand in the dirt and go after the quarterback. You know, they send a lot of different people. So the scheme has worked so far. And so next man up, we'll see how it works. But He's been an up and down player, but he has been up lately. Well, let's let's move things over to the to the running game uh, because 
if, if there is something that hasn't drastically improved, they have mm-hmm. improved, but the run defense still seems like maybe a little bit of a liability on the Broncos defense. And, and certainly that is something that the Lions are going to yes. want to exploit as one of the best running teams in the NFL. So um, what, what has been working in the run defense? Is there a part of the, the, the line that, that is particularly vulnerable? And, and, and I guess, how do you feel about this matchup going into Saturday? That's what worries me. It's uh, missed tackles. Hmm. Um, we have a lot of players like uh, Alex Singleton, uh, Josie Jewell, who are aggressive and fly to the ball, but don't always bring him down. Yeah. And so it's it, to me, it's more of a missed tackle thing where, you know, some guys ripping off 15 yards and there's this guy's falling off of him as he runs past. So, you know, I've heard that, you know, tackling, it's like a mentality. It's an attitude. You have to want to do it. And they haven't gone up there and just hit him. You know, maybe they're going for the ball and trying for those turnovers. Yeah. Maybe it's a double-edged sword, but it's just missed tackles. It's not anything more than that. They're just, Wrap them up, put them <laughs> on the ground, you know? Big David Montgomery game coming, Ryan? I'd be Maybe, afraid. Perhaps. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I'm really interested to see how much the Lions kind of stick to their plan, Jeremy. Like, Because it, mm-hmm. it seems like almost to a fault. Um, yeah. sometimes maybe to a fault uh, that they have kind of stuck to that plan. Do you, do you get a sense that maybe it's going to be a lot more, Hey, it's more the same. It's more first down runs and second down runs. And let's hope we get the third and manageable. Maybe, I mean, maybe kind of, it does feel like that's their identity. And, and, and at times when this offense is clicking, that's what they do the best. Right. And is, it's money. Right. And it's money. And I think it's been a while since we've had like a game in which David Montgomery has kind of controlled the tempo of. Right. Um, we've had spurts of it. We had a quarter of it against the the Bears. But yeah, that's it. Like it, it hasn't persisted for an entire game. And so I'm, I am curious if they do it this week. But I will say again, like I, I mentioned a curious comment from from Ben Johnson last week. There was another one this week where he's talking about we need to get like if there's something that's been sliding over the past few weeks, it's just our base passing game. That that is like our bread and butter. We haven't been able to do that stuff right. And so part of me thinks like, okay, all those like in breaking routes that were like 15, 20 yards that they were popping off on a weekly basis in the first half of the month or first half of the season. Like maybe maybe they get back to that. But again, matchup wise, I feel like it makes more sense to if if they can't tackle, like put in the human bowling ball down there and, and knock down the pins. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, so Mike got a question for you as far yeah. as put your advance uh, Joseph hat on. You are the Broncos defensive coordinator. Um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, kind of dialing up the blitzes when they need them. Uh, they rank seventh in the NFL in, in blitz rate, according to pro football reference. Um, do you think that Vance has kind of been um, more situational with that in terms of, yeah, it works against this team. Doesn't work so much against this team. Do you see him maybe doing that a lot against uh, maybe a, you know, a Detroit team where Jared Goff has been struggling against the blitz as of late? I, I would think so. Like last week before he got hurt, we blitzed the heck out of Herbert and he's a good young quarterback. I think he's going to, you know, he's going to ride what got him here. you know, you dance with who brought you and that's, what's been successful. I think that's, what's been the turnaround. Um, he's done a really good job of moving people around and putting them in positions to succeed. Like you said, it was Zach Allen. Zach Allen has been great. They moved him inside. He's getting that push. He's, you know, everybody's afraid we lost Draymond Jones to the Seahawks and we replaced him with Zach Allen. Like, what are we doing? He fit the scheme. He worked, he works better in that scheme and it's been great. So yeah, I think they're going to try to make golf as uncomfortable as possible because 
we can afford to blitz because you have PS2 back there. Yeah. You have Jaquan McMillan, you have Justin Simmons, who since he's been in the league has, I think, the most interceptions of anybody since uh, he's been in the league the last six years. We can afford to go take our chances on the back end and load up on the front and hopefully we'll tackle the runner as he goes by. But I think they're going to go after Goff. Yeah. I think they're going to try to make him miserable, make him throw early, make him throw passes he doesn't want to do. And I think that's going to be the game plan. Yeah. And that certainly seems to be what's been working against him as of late. But uh, since we're, we're kind of already dipping our toe into it, let's move to the prediction portion of this podcast. The portion that we call the one thing we think we know where we make a prediction about the game, not necessarily a winner, not necessarily a score, but if you want to go that route, you're more than welcome to. And as always, we have Ryan kick us off with the one thing, Ryan, what is the one thing you think, you know, about the lions Broncos? Oh man, I'm sorry, but I'm recycling one from earlier in the year. Oh, that's but fine. It no, feels it's new it, to me. Yeah. I don't. And is anyone like keep being tat? Is there anyone listening that like has a scorecard? I hope I hope not because it'd be cool though. <laughs> it would be cool. It'd be flattering. Somebody is just like Steve Buscemi in uh, Billy Madison. They're marking tallies. Yes. Um, and whoever whoever does the best, their life isn't on the hook. Um, so with knowing that, I'm going to say the team that wins the turnover battle in this game wins the football game. I, I think that possessions might even be at a premium, right? Like I think you mm-hmm. have two teams that want to uh, control the pace. They want to control time of possession. Um, you know, the the Lions in all of the games they've won, Jeremy, except for two, okay? And uh, in all the games they've won this season, they've controlled time of possession. The two games that they haven't, week 11 against the Bears, because why not, right? They only sure. had 19 minutes of possession versus they, the Bears 40 minutes plus. Right, they scored all of their points in the last three minutes, so. Right, they they pulled a Will Levis um, before Will <laughs> Levis apparently made it cool, whatever. Um, but and, and then um, the other game is the Saints game, and it, it, was, right. it was real close, but again, a game where they won the turnover battle. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that this is a game where whoever just, you know, falls on that fumble, like Mike yeah. says, that that's going to be the difference maker. How very keys of the game of you to to just say turnover battle. That's fine. Uh, All right, Mike, I'm going to go to you next. What is the one thing you think you know about Lions Broncos? The Sean Payton is going to be the difference in this game for me. He has been. It's been so nice to see a well-coached team and have somebody who can he's doing a, a whole lot with not very much. We have a lot of weaknesses on this offense and he's been putting people in position to succeed. He's been grinding stuff out. Uh, I think the best wide receiver in the red zone this year has been Cortland Sutton. Like you said earlier, he has 10 touchdowns. I think he gets two more. I think uh, he's going to have a big game. He's, he's really coming into his own. He's very confident. Google Cortland Sutton highlights this year. He's made three or four. (laughs) three or four catches that you just couldn't believe that somebody yeah. made him last week. Yeah. Last week's one was arm, ridiculous. And he just reached out this right hand and just that's Russ. Like Cortland's down there, chuck it up. He'll go get the ball. And he's been our unstoppable force on offense. And I think son, uh, Peyton's going to find a way to keep that going. Some, some potential Sutton on Sutton crime with, with could be with the may the best Sutton win. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't I don't love that one, Mike. Um Sorry. I'm not gonna be honest. It, it's fine. <laughs> you're you're well within your rights. Thank um, you. Um so I what I'm gonna do here, I'm gonna parlay two Lions positive things that I think I know. 
unheard of, Ryan. I know. Are you you gambling right now? (laughs) Yeah. David Montgomery over 100 yards. Yeah, probably. Lions defense four sacks or more. I really, I really think the Lions rush defense is so close. Run or not run defense, pass rush defense. I really think they're on the verge of 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 breaking out. We we saw a, a good game from John Kaminsky last week. Aiden Hutchinson, I can tell you for a fact, is pissed off right now for what happened last week. You, maybe you get Bruce Irvin back. I know you don't have a Lee McNeil, but I I do feel they're on the verge of of breaking out there and with a quarterback that that's willing to hold on to the ball as long as Russell Wilson. I just I think it's I think it's time. I think it's time to have one of those breakout games that the Lions have had sporadically throughout the year, right? They've had these games where they've had like 20 plus pressures. Uh, they've had a 6 sack game, a 7 sack game. I think this is going to be one of those games defensively and then offensively we just talked about why this could be a big David Montgomery game. So I'm going to go with those two. Bold predictions. I, I could see both of those happening. And hopefully that results in a win. I, I mean, Cortland nah. Sutton could still also have two touchdowns like that. That yeah. seems very realistic to me as, as yeah, much as yeah. I don't want it to happen. That's the hard part about Russ holding onto the ball. Sometimes he squirts free and he's 15 yards downfield on third and third and right. eight, you know? So you that live and die by too. it. You know, you live and die by it. Yeah. I'm right, excited Mike. though. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a fun game uh, once we can get through like once I, I'll be at the game, so I won't have to hear all the broadcast, Sean Payton, okay. Dan Campbell stuff. Yeah, um, thankfully. Um, but once once like you get into the actual nitty gritty of the game, I think it's going to be a good one. Did you hear this stat that this is the first time the Lions and the Broncos have ever played when they've both had winning records? I did not. That first is first time ever. So uh, James Palmer had it on Twitter. That's crazy. And uh, so. Well, there you go. Be cool. We'll see what happens. New era of Lions football where we are actually a winning football team. Because all I was telling <laughs> right. Ryan, the, the only game between this these two teams that, that came to mind when I was thinking about it was also a primetime game. And it was when Peyton Manning just absolutely tore into the Lions defense on Sunday night football. I remember a couple of uh, Thanksgiving games where you just oh, yeah. destroyed right. the Broncos and ruined my Thanksgiving. So that's true. You know, I do you get some, the, you know. The Tim Tebow one. That was that was funny. <laughs> I, Tim, you know, I actually compare this team to Tim Tebow a little bit, you know, playing sure. defense, getting some turnovers, doing enough on offense. Of course, Russ is much more capable, but it's kind of got that same, you're never out of it feel. Yeah. You got, you guys heard it right there. Mike just said that Russell Wilson is name brand Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, before we let you go, man, I want to give you the floor here to, to promote your stuff where can, the people can find you, listen to you, any of that sort of stuff. We're on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you get them or something, something Broncos. It's milehighreport.com. I'm Mike DeSico, common spelling on uh, Twitter. Follow me. I, I, I swear a lot about the Broncos. So <laughs> if that's your thing, then come join me. Listen, Lions fans, no swearing in football mixes. Quite uh, you well. invented it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, Mike, appreciate you uh, joining us, giving us all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Thanks so much. And as soon as week 15 ends, as much luck to the Broncos as possible in this same to you. kind of insane playoff run that they're in the midst of. Yeah, I would love to see the Lions do well. It's you guys are so due and deserve it. So except for this week, I'm cheering for you. <laughs> Sounds good. And we appreciate all of you listening as well. We'll be back uh post game probably Sunday night. We might have something quick up after the Saturday night game, but we won't do a full podcast until Sunday night. And then it's on to week 16 versus the Vikings. But until then, for Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Thank you all for listening. 
It's chaos. Be kind.